Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Facebook at ESPN Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. Hey there, and good morning. It's ESPN 1000. Mark Zander, Brian Hanley on a Sunday. Brian, enjoying that baseball season now, aren't you? <laughs> Can you... What? What? How lost is this sport? Can I just ask you this? You know what? I, I look, lost look, this is, this is getting worse. Yeah, this is getting worse by the day. I don't understand how things have to get so convoluted. It almost seems like they're trying really hard to keep everybody confused. The fans. A, a ghost win? Really? Well, you know, the ghost runner was well, so well received where you put a guy on second to, you know, to, to hurry up the extra <laughs> inning game. And, and that's why baseball, so so people who haven't been following, it is day 95 of the lockout. I guess the good news, if you're looking for it, is that MLB and the Players Association be meeting sometime midday and getting back at it. And the union reportedly will have a written proposal, counter, whatever you want to call it, to push across the table to the owners uh, and the commissioner. But they they seem to have said, okay, the you know the, the owners are hell-bent on getting their 14-team playoffs, right? Right, you're gonna, right. You're going to play 162 games to just figure out seeding. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. And, and I'm with the players' camp on this. I mean, what you want to diminish the regular season, and I get it, you want to increase your playoff TV revenue because, you know, the owners, more money, better money. Um, but mm-hmm. So they said – yeah, but always more better. So 14, the union said, we could consider giving you that 14-team post, postseason tournament, but we want a five-game first series. And immediately MLB said, no, try again. And I love this. So the number one seed in the playoffs would get a bye in the union's proposal. Seeds two and three would start with the now ghost win. So... <laughs> So in their five-game series, they – And let's explain two. that because it doesn't really – you know, for anybody who doesn't understand it, you just get a win. You enter the series yeah. Yeah. and you just have a win on your credit. You've done nothing You've but done stand nothing. there and wait for your series and you yep. get a win. That's a ghost. That's win. it. So your best of five, that the union still wants the best of five, then they give the two and three seeds a ghost win versus <laughs> the six and seven seeds. <sighs> I um, – and, and you know, again, the owners, it's hard to side with them on anything. But, yeah, the, the ghost runner, I you know, I tried to warm up to that. But but just giving a win in a playoff series, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, that's, that's an absolute joke. And, again, it just seems to be convoluted for convoluted sake. Now, I understand the players are trying to negotiate around what the owners seem to be immovable on. Yep. And and it's hard to side with the owners. I can't find one reason to side with the owners. And they're they're both responsible now for holding up this game, but again, I think the responsibility for falls more on the owners. Now they are meeting today. I love the quote unquote word urgency being used, uh but how sure. much urgency is there really? Is there really? Uh if this there was urgency, urgency in, in December. Stuff, yeah. In, in, yeah, you know what? I I will even give them this, Brian. Have your holidays. That's fine. January second, third. Let's get 
let's get working. That's re- what the rest of us have to do, right? After the holidays, yeah. at the uh, first week of January, we have to get back to work. And they took all the way until February. You have to get the Christmas decorations done. And I still see some houses with the lights up on their house. you got to be kidding me. So, Don't understand that. No, we'll never understand that. I'm, I'm a fan of getting that stuff down on New Year's Day, if not the day after, if it's a weekend. Yeah, the first warm day, the first warm day after Christmas, you'd be smart to get the ladder up and get the lights down. That's just me. Oh, see, that's that's if you put lights on the house. I've stopped doing that a long time ago. That's the first step to being smarter about the holidays. It stop putting up so much lights because then you have to take them down. Well, you know, that's if you had Matt, step. if you had Matt Nagy's house, then you would, you know, you'd have a lot of wow. lights. Did you, did you Very, see this? Orange, thing? orange and blue everywhere. Orange and blue, no matter what the holiday. Yes, I That's, saw that. I mean, <laughs> I mean, first of all, he's going to try to get. He bought the house for two, what, two point seven five million. When yeah, he, he first wants. He wants over six, bears. right? He wants over six, six. point. Yeah, six point two. You can ask for whatever you want, and I know housing prices yeah, are, sure. are ridiculous. But I mean, if you got to I retweeted it. I'm, it's out on Twitter. He's got a basketball court in Bears colors, but Nagy, I assume the end at the free throw lines for Nagy or not no longer the coach. Um, I thought it was Nick Foles. That's what it was for. His Nick guy. Foles. Oh, <laughs> it should be an NF. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's it, he's he's got his play. His uh, wall with all his play uh, plays up there, right? It's the Denny, Denny, menus, all the ones that did not work. I, well, I guess it could be a game for somebody to come in and said, you know what? I actually saw this one work, but that's the one out of a hundred thousand here up on the wall that actually did work. Now, I really think it's funny that he thought that he was going to be part of the Bears for so long. He yeah. sunk that kind of money into unbelievable. Being, You're- uh, decorated uh, around the team that he works for. That just goes to show you how clueless he really, really how delusional, was. Delusional, yeah. I mean, even in the movie, clueless, yeah. the movie room had framed posters of movies with the with bears in the title, Bad News Bears, things like that. I mean, George McCaskey doesn't have this kind of bears love in his in his home. I don't believe. But it reminded me, Mark, uh, of Michael Jordan's Highland Park mansion, uh, which I believe is still on the market. I, and, I think it is. Well, it's on and off, but it hasn't been sold since uh, he still owns it. Yeah. Right? So, in yeah, tw- yeah tw- he bought bought the house in 1991 for two million. Took over the, you know, started living there in 2007 after he and Juanita parted ways. Um, 2012, it goes on the market for 29 million. He lowers it to twenty-one, then to sixteen million, and in it, I think twenty fifteen, it's a nine-bedroom, sixteen-bath house with you know full basketball court. I think twenty-three on the big gates uh, that you know lead to the huge driveway and all that. Mm-hmm. But I believe it's been sitting at fourteen point eight five million since twenty fifteen. He's he's basically said I'm not lowering it anymore, and not a sniff, right? I mean, it's it's Michael Jordan's house, but it really is a house that that. Michael Jordan built for Michael Jordan. I mean, most most people that don't have that kind of money, if they do, they don't necessarily, you know, need the twenty three on the gate, right? Well, uh, you would think that there'd be a, some fan out there that, uh, you know, whatever price point they would be able to afford, that would be like, this is cool. That has a better chance of selling with the Michael Jordan history 
woven through it, although it hasn't yeah. yet. Then a Matt Nagy, no, who's buying that house because it was Matt Nagy's and because he decorated it in uh, all Bears colors? Who would do Six that? Point. That's not going mean, to happen. I mean, three, what, three and a half million dollars in, in, from what he paid for it not too long ago, and he wants 6.2? Yeah. Oh, help. I, I mean, I don't get it, but I don't think he'll get it either. Uh, just no, he won't. <laughs> no, he won't. No, he won't. No, he won't. And he, he needs the money, though, because he has to dress up the next house in Chiefs colors. <laughs> I don't think Andy Reid has a house that that expensive. I, uh, that big probably not. Probably yeah. not. That seems a little psycho. I'm just saying. It does. I mean, well, it just seems a little excessive for your first head coaching gig. And I get you know you make a lot right, of money, right. but you don't need to sink it all. You know, sink that kind of. Well, money. maybe he thought if he decorated that way, he would just <laughs> speak it and decorate it into existence. That he would be naggy for life at, with the Chicago Bears. Oh well. Yeah, we don't have to worry about him. But, but you know, I, would you even want to take a tour of that house? Would you? Uh, and I have no interest. I have no interest. Even if you drove me <laughs> there, no, no interest. 312-332-3776. <laughs> uh, so if, if you're, are you missing baseball? And it, can you can you help us out with what what's acceptable? And, you know, there it, it appears that they're just going to water this thing down and, and, get their 14-team playoff. But, I mean, you know, John Heyman, our buddy, was tweeting out that, you know, MLB, the owners are still proposing banning the shift and also a pitch clock. And I know that part of the negotiation was that they would, uh, the commissioner would, would just have to get 45 days notice and within the season he could unilaterally change rules uh, in the game on the field without their consult uh, consultation. Yeah, I don't so, like I mean, that idea. Yeah, so, I mean, now we're getting – it's beyond all the luxury tax and competitive balance tax and all that, you know, soft cap, whatever you want to call it, and and the myriad of numbers and, and revenue. Now you're talking about things that people should care about in terms of, I think, damaging the game. Maybe you have a different take if you're out there and you want you want baseball so desperately you don't care what – how watered down it appears to be. Yeah, that's a good back. point. Yeah, that's a good point. What what rules are you willing to have changed, even though you don't agree with them, just to get baseball back in action? Um, you know, it does. I know that they're using the word urgency, but again, I really don't believe it. I, I do think banning the shift is ridiculous. Didn't they shift on Ted Williams? Am I crazy on that? But didn't Ted Williams get shifted on from time to time? I mean, it's been part of the history. It just hasn't been so prevalent, so prevalent as it has yeah. been in it, recent years. Yeah, I, uh, I don't remember seeing Ted Williams play, but I'll take your word for it. I'm old. Well, I, I'm not, not that, that old. old. I think I think you even have a few years on me, but there's this yeah. thing called YouTube, <laughs> Brian. I'll be, uh, yeah, I'll go down the Ted Williams YouTube hole today after we get off yes, the air here. Yes, I, I think you should. Why not? But we since we are here till noon, we have plenty of time to talk with you. Patrick Finley from the Sun-Times will be joining us. Uh, the uh, combine wrapping up. Unfortunately, the Bears still don't have a first-round pick. It didn't magically appear while they were in Indianapolis. No. 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 So, you know, now here come, you know, Patrick had a, a very thoughtful and well-put-together mock draft in the Sun-Times. Um, so the mock drafts are starting to come out there. Unfortunately, you have to get to, what, 39th overall for the, the Bears to be uh, on the clock. And wondering what, what position. Everyone seems to be settling on wide receiver. Maybe you have other thoughts. Maybe you, you think secondary. Maybe you think 
offensive line, uh, 312-332-3776, if you have a thought on what the Bears should do. And another thing, Mark, is I see that people are saying, you know, the the Khalil Mack talk, uh, trade talk is all all the Twitter. Everyone's debating, should he stay or should he go? What what's, makes the most sense? You know, could you get enough for him to justify moving him? So that's the key that. right there. What what do you get for him at this point? Right. And, he and hasn't shown been, a lot, been able to show a lot in recent years. Last well, year. I mean, unfortunately, his his health it took a took a dive here. He was normally very uh, uh, productive and you would show up most weeks, and all of a sudden last uh, last year not so much. So, um, but you know, when he's healthy, few or fewer better, and we haven't seen his best. I would I would think that's a safe uh, safe thing to say. But some people are saying you're in full rebuild, so you know, go try to get couple of draft picks and, and live yep. with the dead money on the cap. And we'll talk to Patrick Finley about that top of the hour, but we can uh, talk to you. 312-332-3776. In, yeah, uh, make an uh, argument. Yeah, I was just going to say, make an argument for what they should do. Uh, if you think it's an o, uh, O-line over a wide receiver, you know, make that argument. Uh, let's pretend like we're, we're actually appealing to uh, our GM now to you know make the right move what is the right move in in the draft given the fact that we don't have a lot of draft capital and as far as matt goes i don't know your feeling but i think it is time you got to stay up on uh, ahead of this and somebody i think has a great amount of worth for him um and i think it would do better if we just get more draft picks because that's the thing we don't have a lot of them and we've seen successful teams have the uh, the uh, the theory of more draft picks, the better, no matter where they are, more new blood every year. That's key. And I would like to see this uh, new administration, you know, have that take on the future. Well, it's interesting because your new head coach is a defensive guy. So you would think he might be very, very uh, loath to trade Khalil Mack because, uh, you know, he knows how important defense mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the interesting Ryan Poles had some interesting things to say that earlier this week, so we can get into that because uh, he identified the same problem we've all identified, and he's unhappy with with a group of uh, players and the shape they're in. So we can talk about that when we come back. Yeah, isn't that nice that we actually have uh, a head coach that actually sees what the fans see? Because it's been a while since we've had that, yes? Yeah, the, you know, when, when the GM comes in and says, you know, you, you guys could be in better shape. I'm just telling you. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe. it's like now, now they hear us. Now they finally <laughs> hear us. 312-332-3776. More with Handley and Xander. We'll talk to you uh, about the Bears if you want to jump in, about uh, Major League Baseball and their quote-unquote urgency, the fact they'll meet today in the ghost win concept. We're taking your calls here at ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. Hanley and Xander with you on a Sunday morning. Thanks for joining in here at ESPN 1000 on Twitter at ESPN 1000. We have a poll right now. Which position or area should the Bears target? with their first draft pick. Your choices. And remember, we can only put up four, so we always throw another in there. Offensive line, secondary, wide receiver, and other. Now, Ryan Poles has made it very clear that he thinks that body types should change at some of these positions, Brian. Yeah, being a former offensive lineman, he uh, he took a look, look at the group, and, and it's obviously lacking in talent, but he also said it's lacking in 
and strength and in conditioning, right? And so mm-hmm. it's it's going to be interesting to see how quickly that message gets sent uh, with the new regime. And and you know, first of all, a lot of people I can't wait to talk to Patrick Finley about it. People think uh, that the Bears are going to address the offensive line and free agency first and foremost. And then, you know, a lot of people, experts are, are speculating they'll go wide receiver in the draft because it's a very deep wide receiver draft. And again, you have 39th uh, overall pick and uh, 71st overall pick. So you don't get, uh, you know, you got to go find a Mike, uh, um, Michael Tom, uh, Thomas, uh, who was like 47th in 2016. You can find those gems, but you, you know, you're 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 sitting there on your hands during the first round, and even if it's a deep wide receiver draft, you're li- you're likely going to get someone who is either coming off an injury or has been a little inconsistent, has had good and bad at the college level. So, um, well, it's a leap of faith at those uh, draft pick uh, positions. Certainly, a leap of faith. Yeah, I mean, and it's enough of a crapshoot in the first round, but. Um, when you're getting down in the second and third rounds, you really got to make sure you know what you're doing. And I guess the other question that goes hand in hand with the wide receivers. I, I mean, I, is Allen Robinson coming back? I can't imagine unless. Well, it seems like he's, he's been all over Twitter. I think his latest uh, tweet was something about how do you like the Atlanta Falcons uniform or something like that. <laughs> well, yeah. What, what do uh, you think? How would that look on me? You know, that type well, of thing. Trying to Ryan trying Pace to rouse his Twitter Ryan, followers. You think Ryan Pace is talking up uh, Allen Robinson down to his new bosses down in Atlanta? That that's interesting. Um, but I mean, look, if you got Allen Robinson at the right price, and his price and the team's price have been uh, hugely different over the last three seasons or so, um, I you know I, I I can't imagine he wants to come back here, but. I'm going to be very curious, Mark, to see how uh, how many teams are are interested and in what price for Allen Robinson. Right, he didn't get a lot of uh, showtime last year. Well, no, I mean, and with this offense, it was difficult to put up any numbers, not only last year right. but for him in in previous seasons because right. the offense so how much was does so that, woeful. Right, how, how much does that compromise his worth? Because he hasn't well, had that. That's what you know, that's that price what his agent. Come down. Yeah. His agent's going to have to be out there selling the fact that, well, you know, who, who could put up good numbers with the, the rotating quarterbacks and the bad offensive line and no running game to speak of under. Oh, under and you his, know that they're working that angle for good reason. Well, they have to. They have to because the numbers themselves aren't good enough to command the money he was always looking for from the Bears, right? And that's when, right, and that's after some seasons where he actually showed his worth. Uh, so... I know that there's been talk about, uh, you know, trying to get a uh, a draft pick out of Ohio. And I forgot the – what's that receiver's name that Justin threw to? I'm I'm totally spacing on it. But he probably is not going to be – yeah, yeah, he's not – there's no way he's going to be around when we have our pick coming up. It doesn't seem no. like he would be. No, he, he's, he's the first rounder. He's one of, what, one of eight wide receivers who ran a sub 4 four forty. Right. I right. Mean, he's got all the tools. He's coming out of Ohio State. Uh, as much as you'd like to, to see him and Justin Fields reunite, that that's not I mean, that's not likely to happen. It, 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 right. But is there a chance to do that? Is there a chance to do that to trade up, pull a Ryan Pace? Now, I don't you know. You have nothing. That, uh, I mean, 
you have nothing. Uh, yeah, you 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 have nothing to trade between the cool Mac deal uh, and the Justin Fields deal. You know, you you you're, right. that's why you're sitting there at thirty. But maybe a, maybe a Khalil Mack, maybe a Khalil Mack. I look forward to talking well, to Patrick Finley about this because maybe that could be floated out there. But again, is that what he's worth? You know, is that his yeah. worth to be able to get a first rounder? I'm not sure that that's the case anymore. Well, I, and that's the thing. So you know, <clears> if you're back to making the the your full rebuild, but you have to help Justin Fields become a, a franchise quarterback. So you have to do that like now. So mm-hmm. would you give up the defensive stud uh, and and get as many you know draft assets? And then you have to have full faith that Ryan Poles and his staff knows what they're looking at and can take those draft picks and parlay them into one or two really good players. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Who should they go after? Does it make sense to to draft a wide receiver the best uh, possible when when your first pick comes up and uh, address the O line versus uh, you know via free agency, which I think is probably a good plan because they imme- need immediate impact. And what Ryan you know, Poles has said is is they need uh, they need to be quicker and they need to be lighter. Well. Free agency starts March 16th. Not that not, not that uh, far off. So right. um, it'll be very interesting to see what kind of uh, slat, uh, you know what kind of impact they can make immediately. And they obviously have salary cap issues too. So you know, they're going to have to get creative. But um, I, I feel you know I feel good that this staff knows what they're looking at. Unlike Ryan Pace, you know in his. His free agent signings and his draft picks were more often than not left you uh, lacking. Well, it seems like they know, and certainly that we hope it, it can only get better. You know uh, about what Ryan Poles had said about his uh, his players. He wants lighter, more athletic offensive linemen, and I, I can't see that that working well in favor of Tevin Jenkins or Larry Borum. Yeah, no, and I, I they're big he's... dudes. They're big dudes, but you know, I Poles wants quickness, and he was on the OL line. You know, he was, I hope, I he hope, was on the I offensive hope, line. I hope they're giving up on the Tevin Jenkins to left tackle, too, that Ryan Pace seemed to be the only GM in the league who thought that was a good move to make when everyone else looked at him and said, yeah, you could use him on your offensive line, but right side and not not over in the left tackle. So uh, we'll see. Well, we'll hopefully see because you said he would – yeah, if he was the only one in the league, hopefully he is the only one and, and they have given that up. And that is what's really exciting about what's going to start happening – Started with free agency and then the draft, and eventually we'll get into camp. 312-332-3776. If you want to jump in today, this or this morning, we're going to talk to Patrick Finley coming up at 11. MLB, we've talked about that too. They're meeting today. They've got, uh, they've got a, another round of talks, but we don't know how urgent it is. It doesn't seem like anybody's feeling the urgency aside from the fans. But there have been a couple of series to open up the baseball season canceled at this point, Brian. Yeah, and I would think more to come. There's, uh, there's going to be more, yeah, yeah for sure. So, um, I don't know. Are you over the Coach K farewell yesterday? Uh, yeah, my eyes are still a little misty. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, uh, I, I, saw, I saw a bit of that. It was a shame that he oh, – went out on a loss but i mean you know 50 50 shot of that i mean you can't you can't that that doesn't mean anything all all i know is that espn national was just showing the girls in the uh i don't know were were they sesame street outfits crying did you see that they just kept showing it all morning 
Yeah. yeah. And, and but I, I heard that and uh, my buddy, Pat Boyle, who I, I do the hockey show with on Saturday, we were talking about this before the show yesterday. He said, I can't imagine. And he's a Michigan State alum, right? That mm-hmm. when Tom Izzo says goodbye for the final time in uh, East Lansing, um, would you spend the, the in the secondary market? People are spending two, three thousand dollars a ticket to be down in Cameron for the Coach K farewell. And Pat's like, he, well, as much as he loved Tom Izzo and everything he's done for that program, he said at that price, you know, I'll, I'll be watching on TV. And I was trying to think, and I'd love to hear from fans, what is the most you spent for a sporting event that you just had to be had to be there? And I, I'm sure a lot of it will be Cubs or White Sox World Series games or maybe Bulls title games, but may, maybe something other than that, just like a sentimental thing. What I, mean, I, I just can't imagine how much you would love a, a college coach that you would open up your your checkbook and you know plunk down three thousand dollars to um, to be there to to see the the grand goodbye. Uh, yeah, Brian, there's all kinds of kinds, and uh, I'll tell you, it never ceases to amaze me what people will spend depending on where their true love and interest is. Uh, I'm not there with them, and I'm not sure. I, I'd have to, you know, actually. My big spend has been music related, but sure, even I sure. have a, I even I have a, uh, I have a cap because at some point, you know, this isn't 1975 anymore. Where if you miss it, you miss it, and you never get a chance to see it. Everything is on YouTube. Everything is covered on social media. So what are you really missing if you're not there? Well, I get you know, you know, I get the the bonding with with you know fellow fans or the bonding with your son or your daughter. Um, but it, it, again, and I guess like Game Seven of World Series, and you have the opportunity, and you had the the money that you could spend on it. But just well, that's the key too. Outside of a, a key game that means a championship, what have you spent your money on? Because you had to see you know a pitcher's final game. Um, you know, as much as you love Mark Burley, what were you willing to spend the last time he had a start or? You know, go back to the 69 Cubs or whatever it is, 312-332-3776. I'd love to hear your, your music spend, too. I mean, you can open it up to to concerts. And yeah, what, what, yeah, what concert? I mean, Elton John's doing his farewell tour still. And oh, those man. tickets are not cheap. And, you know, it, it's, it's a significant uh, amount of money to go see that. And that's just getting it if you can avoid the secondary market the secondary yeah. market obviously adds a lot of uh, a lot of dollar signs to that or uh, a lot of oh, the, a lot the, of numbers to that final uh, cost so what yeah what is that that you would be willing to and maybe maybe it's what have you done or what you would be willing to do to have uh, to see something because it's going to be the end of the road for a Patrick Kane at some point what are you paying to see his last game? 312-332-3776. Join the discussion here. We're going to be right back. We'll, uh, again, take your calls about whether whether or not you're, you're really frustrated about baseball and what you'd be willing to see them uh, compromise on just to get baseball back in spring or into spring training for the year and then get them back on, uh, on the track to, to the regular season. And, uh, we're going to talk to Patrick Finley at 11 a.m. about the Bears draft and what maybe they, he can, or, or I should say, what he sees them possibly doing around the rest of the league as well as he writes for the Sun Times. It's Xander, it's Hanley. This is ESPN 1000. We'll be right back. 
Chicago's home for sports. Oh, Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. It's Brian Hanley there. I'm Mark Zander. We're talking about Major League Baseball and the lack of action so far. We're talking about uh, what the Bears might do in the draft. And free agency, we'll talk to Patrick Finley of the Sun-Times coming up at 11 a.m. Did you see this? Brian Aaron Rodgers reportedly has deals in place with Broncos, Titans, and Steelers. So I guess he's acting as the GM, too. He's trying to find his next place while he decides what he actually wants to do. Are we tired of this yet? I am, but it's still fascinating. Well, I see Matt LaFleur said, hey, take all the time you need. No pressure. No worries. You let us know when you want to come back. And, you know, they're trying to walk on eggshells around there. But, um, you know, again, if, if you're if you're a Bears fan, you want them to end up in any of those places and just sure. get the hell out of Green sure. Bay, right? Yes. I'd like to see him in uh, a Steelers jersey. I want to see what Tomlin would do for him or do with him and how he would not put up with, well, seemingly – uh, some of the drama that he has brought uh, to the uh, to the forefront over the past couple of years. Yeah, he's not going to Pittsburgh. Um, no, they, I, okay, I, so I, let okay, so let's x Pittsburgh out of there. According to this, what I'm reading. Okay, so uh, Broncos and Titans seems like the Broncos, right? I mean, we've always talked about how he wants to go out west, allegedly. Yeah, uh, unless he you know is he going to start a, a country music career? Does he want to go down to Nashville? Um, well, I, I, yeah. He does everything else, right? He sells insurance and, you know. Well, he was on end. one of those insurance companies with a guitar as kind of a, yeah. uh, a sense yeah, of musician. Guy, yeah. So maybe that's, yeah, maybe maybe that is his next step. I'm not buying any of his records. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> okay, so yeah, you, you mentioned what you spent on, on a concert or. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, so. Yeah. It, it, yeah, what what was it? A group you had to see? Was it? A tour yes, to he, and I I will explain this now. Now this is uh, two thousand seven. So the amount of money that I spent when I when I talk about it now, it doesn't sound like that much. Certainly, people are spending much more for what might be less significant concerts. But for me, I'm a, I'm a Van Halen fan, and when Dave came back to the band, I was actually running some radio stations in north, just north of L.A., so driving down to the Staples Center took me about an hour without traffic, and Van Halen was in town, and uh, that is their hometown, and I spent $175 on 10th Row, and I saw them by myself. So I think it was the Eagles were the first group to break the yes, they were early night. Yes, early nineties. Yeah. I could still well, remember. Ninety three. Yeah. Yes, nineteen ninety three. Yeah. It was all the talk because they broke that barrier and they were clearly doing a money grab because that's when they did the Hell Freezes Over tour. Which well, that's what they've done their whole career. I mean, as yeah. Much well, and they and they it. have, and, yeah. and and they have, and they ended their their run with the album The Long Run in nineteen eighty, and they said that's it. Where hell would have to freeze over before we got back together again. Well, uh, it was about 12 or 13 years later that they cashed in and they took that uh, price point over $100 and it hasn't, uh, it hasn't gone backwards yet. Yeah. Uh, and so like you were mentioning Elton John, I mean, he, he so face value is a thousand plus for some <sighs> of the seats in, in these 23, you know, thousand seat arenas, right? Unreal. Just unreal. 
real. And it's like, look, Brian, it's just like the uh, MLB owners, right? If if the San Diego Padres gave Fernando Tatis Jr. a big contract, much bigger than a lot of people thought that that team in that market could afford. And that just drives up the price for everybody else in the future. And concerts are like that. As soon as you get somebody willing to pay that, they go, uh-huh, well, let's try this number. Well, let's try this number. And it eliminates a lot of people. And thankfully, uh, there's that YouTube thing I talked about. Yeah, and then you get all the fees. Uh, you know, I love that you know your team's bad when you go to StubHub or whatever, and the ticket itself will be like 10 bucks because the team's and crap. The f- and the, the fees, fees are, are about... <laughs> right. right i would say that that's probably all oh, let's see the pittsburgh pittsburgh pirates uh there are a lot of teams that probably fall into that um and and you're not getting a lot of buy, people buying on those uh secondary uh markets for those teams anyhow but uh, how about you brian what's the most that you've spent either in sports and now you know being being a sports writer and and uh, on your yeah, host for a long time you haven't probably spent a lot of your own money on sports but certainly concerts so if that uh if yeah, that's I mean, the direction yeah. you want to go in what was what was the biggest ticket you bought price-wise being a sports writer at the sun times for 26 years i was always covering a team right so yeah i was always at a game i covered final fours i covered you know nfl nba playoffs major league baseball world series the whole thing so i didn't i was working i didn't uh, you know i didn't have to I did. I think one time um, after I left the Sun Times, we did a remote at Wrigley Field uh, during the, uh, the uh, might have been the World Series run before they got to the World Series, and immediately after the um, the show, there was rumor that some tickets were going to go on sale at the um, ticket window like at nine a.m. And so I, I got out. I was walking by the ticket window. There were probably about 100 people in line. I, I got in line. I stood there for four hours, and I got some tickets at face value, which were still, I don't know, whatever it was, 125 or, mm-hmm. But it wasn't crazy secondary market prices. But that was, that was the last time I think I, I, you know, just as a fan, ponied up whatever they were asking to be part of a, a playoff game at Wrigley Field. Not knowing, I, I didn't, you know, I went to a World Series game, um, uh, one during the Cubs run, but that was because the station had tickets. Um, but you, you're, you know, you'll be shocked by this. Uh, Springsteen on Broadway. So you're going to see him in, in basically like a, a thousand seat theater. Mm-hmm. And I always respected Springsteen because he did not want to be the guy going over a hundred dollars for, for tickets. You know, especially in a like a United Center setting. Or there whatever. are actual, there are actually some artists that are concerned about the prices of tickets for their fans, yep. which is really refreshing. Yep. There's not many, but there are some. But when he got to Broadway, uh, I think face value on tickets. Now, you know, he tried to soften the blow by having like 50 lottery tickets given out. You know, you could you could enter your name or email, and every every show they they would have really discounted tickets. You know good seats uh, for lucky fans. But that said, I think the face value was upwards of, I think Cap knows too, it's like 750, 800 bucks for the top tier ticket, but you could sit up in the balcony for, you know, 300 or something. Still pricey, mm-hmm. but to see him in that kind of setting and doing something totally different, it was worth it one time for me to do that. Yeah, a lot of times, 
in in these situations of concerts and sporting events too when there's so many people involved that this money has to go in different places and the, and famously it was uh pearl jam that fought ticketmaster years ago yeah you remember that yeah, right? I, remember that. I mean famously yeah, they tried to fight them to keep the prices down and and even they being a top act at the time couldn't do it because there's just too many people and too many costs uh, to take care of down down the line so yeah if you have something that you have spent a lot of money on and you have absolutely no regrets uh whether a sporting event or a concert or you do have regrets three two or or maybe you do after the show you're like that was not worth it which i think we all have i don't care how much we spend we probably should have gotten in my smurf outfit yeah i should have worn my uh the sesame street outfit and gone to coach k and paid for that ticket too Right. Remember over the summer, there was the auction. I mean, all the money went to the V Foundation, so at least it went to a good cause. But there was an auction that sold four tickets for this game for a million dollars. Oh, for love of I don't remember that. Wow. Well, Did they name who, who, who won that? I don't remember who won it. I'm guessing it was just some random rich person, but yeah, some random rich person. Steve Jobs. Emphasis on the rich. Yes. Yeah, I don't yeah, think Steve's I mean, uh, attending any games. Yeah, with anymore. us, yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, Tyler told me the uh, the staircase to Coach K's office, what do they call that, Tyler? Stairway to heaven. 312-332-3776. Taking your calls, we're getting ready to uh, talk to Patrick Finley from the Sun-Times. At noon, he put out uh, – uh, I think it was uh, yesterday, right, Brian? The the article about the mock draft and what we might see the Bears do with their uh, <laughs> their few picks that they have. Thank you, Ryan Pace. Yeah, you can get that at SunTimes.com. It's up there today as well. And uh, all the, I mean, the SunTimes team that covers the uh, the Bears do really great work. We, you know, I, I I will say that the the Bears beat guys throughout the city and sometimes in particular. I mean that they they dig they dig and they keep coming up and and do exhaustive. Mark Potash and Jason, everyone over there, just does a great job. Proud to be a Sometimes alone when it comes to stuff like that. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Also, we're we're willing to talk baseball and the lack of urgency, seemingly from the owners and the union. But I would say, I don't know who's who's more urgent to get this going on. Who has more urgency? I would I would think the players do, but we're not seeing a lot of action. They are going to meet today. We don't know really what that is going to mean. I don't think Eddie is, anybody's expecting a deal today, Brian, but certainly oh, there have been a couple series canceled and there will be more, probably in short order here. When they went into the wee hours and everyone down there, you know, reporting, hey, they're going to meet again. They, you know, they're breaking off. They're coming back at, you know, it's two in the morning. Something's going to happen. And then the whole thing just falls apart. There was, I, I mean, I even allowed myself to buy into the fact that it, it, it seemed like there was actual progress and maybe they were going to hit the finish line. And then, you know, then they, they all got all upset and, you know, said, see you later, yep. but they are back today. So that's, that's some positive take from it. Yep. We'll be uh, right back to take your phone calls here. Three, one, two, three, three, two, three, seven, seven, six, talking major league baseball, talking bears. We'll talk to Patrick Finley at uh, 11 and we'll be right back here on ESPN 1000. This hour brought to you by Northwestern Football, Chicago's Big Ten team. Tickets for the Aer Lingus College Football Classic in Dublin, Ireland are on sale right now. 
Head to nusports.com for details. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Facebook at ESPN Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho. It's Hanley and Xander, ESPN 1000. Patrick Finley coming up in a little more than 10 minutes, 11 minutes from right now. We'll talk to him, writer for the Sun-Times. He did an article that's up at suntimes.com regarding a mock draft for the Chicago Bears. Looking forward to seeing what he thinks they should be addressing in free agency, Brian, as well as what he's written about as far as a mock draft. Not a lot of draft capital to work with, but hopefully that will reverse as uh, time goes on here with the new administration, the new regime, if, it, if you will, Brian. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's interesting that the Sun-Times had a story the other day about how uh, Matt Eberflus is already way ahead of where Matt Nagy was in terms of how he put together uh, much of his coaching staff because he basically – Not decorating his house, though. No, he basically went to Indianapolis and said, can I take all these guys with you, with me? And they said, yeah, unlike Andy Reid who told Matt Nagy, um, you can go, uh, but don't think you're taking anybody from here. Thank you very much. And then he probably said, and we'll see you in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, we'll keep, we'll keep the light we'll on We'll see you back you. here. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So uh, I'd be interested to hear from Patrick Finley on some of his takeaways after being around these guys for a little bit. I mean, they haven't been here all that long, but they've hit the ground running, and they certainly were addressing some things down at the Combine in Indianapolis. So we'll get his take on that and also his take on uh, the needs and how they go about doing it. The the free agency opens up March 16th, as I said, draft April 28th. So it's all coming fast and furious, and they have a lot of heavy lifting to do to get this thing back up and running. And even if they're able to do some of that heavy lifting in the near term here with the, the free agency and draft of this offseason, um, I don't think it's going to be anytime soon that we see them now, again, the division could be blown wide open if if Aaron Rodgers does take his act and hit the road with it and get, gets out of Green Bay because, you know, the, the Lions are in no better shape than the Bears and the Vikings have a lot of questions with their new regime and, and what are they doing with their quarterback and how are they – so, you know, and, and is Jordan Love ready to, to take over from Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay? And are they – you know, if, if – they, if, if Aaron Rodgers is gone, I think Devontae Adams is gone, right? So Right, which which is another good thing. And and I'm I doubt that he would stay in the division. So right, if it's a, a little luck and, and I don't say luck like Matt Matt Lag, Nagy luck. I'm talking about little luck as in you know, the right kind of moves, the right opportunities, seizing upon them and Rodgers leaving may have uh, you know a solid effect. But again, we, I think fans want immediate impact, but I don't think we should be expecting one. Well, I mean, look, you can make an argument if, if you believe in Justin Fields that if Aaron Rodgers leaves and uh, the Vikings don't want Kirk Cousins around anymore for the amount of money they're paying him, um, is Justin Fields um, better than Jordan Love? I mean, could he be the best quarterback in the division, which would tell you more about the division, I guess, than it would about where Justin Fields is at in his uh, progression, but um, my point is that the division could be open and winnable. Doesn't mean you would have great success in the postseason against much right. better teams, but 
you would have the North title and it wouldn't be backing into a pandemic created playoff spot like the Bears did the last time they went to the postseason. Right. And that is if Aaron doesn't go to Minnesota, which of course is not going to happen. But no, no. that would be terrible. No. Of course, he's not going to go up there. I can't imagine what he is going to ask of his new team, given the fact that he is, uh, you know, he's only got a few years left. He's not going to go anywhere. He doesn't have an immediate chance to win. So that means well, I mean, the re- out of re- the part- division. Reports are that he wants to be the highest paid player in the league, right? So um, given the fact that the Packers are, what, $45 million or so uh, over the cap, you know, how, how does that work? How, does, how do you pay him? And right, and Devontae give, Adams, right. because that, he's going to want to be with him too. And, and that, that is uh, – those are two cap hits they cannot afford. Right. And if Aaron Rodgers is going to say, well, I want mine and I don't really care who I'm thrown to. Thanks, Devontae, for, for our time together. You can go find a, a big check somewhere else that might tell you even more about Aaron Rodgers than we already care to know. 312-332-3776. Jump on in and tell us what the right move is for the Bears and free agency, what the right move might be for the Bears in uh, the draft. Uh, the picks are, you said it was uh, – 39 and 71 70 30 yeah maybe you should get a tattoo bears fans that's your next tattoo 39 and 71 (laughs) or not (laughs) so or so you can remember this year because it's going to be it's just the beginning of a long glorious stretch for the bears isn't it brian oh sure yeah let's let's go with that um do you have a tattoo (laughs) i have many Uh, many as in like four or five yeah yeah, and cap is how up to how many? I I don't have one. So oh, cap I, has never... to win at everything. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I mean, he's got more than anybody else on the staff because he has to win. What when? So I'm very curious about this because I've never had any inclination, uh, even on a bender where you always hear the stories. You know, guys have been out drinking for like a week. Oh, that's the worst time to a... get one, obviously. Right. Yeah. Right. So, but what what was the first one, and what motivated you to to get that tattoo? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, every one of my tattoos would make personal sense to me. There's no, oh, I think uh, I like that symbol and I'm going to get it. It means nothing. I have a, on my left shoulder, I have a record album. Uh, you can see it's a record and the label is my three kids, their initials. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, yeah. that works, but it's, uh, that makes sense. You know. It makes sense if you if you like that you know, like getting if you like that look if you don't like tattoos yeah. nothing's going to make sense right but what yeah. really makes me crazy when somebody says oh I got this two years ago this doesn't really make sense I'm going to get it removed that's what really doesn't make sense to me as it as an appreciator of tattoos because if you cannot roll with something that you know to the very end of the road. Why are you spending the money in the aggravation? And let's not forget, getting rid of a tattoo, I understand it's pretty difficult. painful. Yeah, yes, it'll... it's very painful and costly. Yeah, and those those shops, those places have just popped up in the last few years, right, where they've become yeah, – Wait, <laughs> right, right. The more tattoos people get, the more people want to get rid of the tattoos because they're – not thinking straight and then there are those tattoo artists which i think is a real art i mean tattoo artists are the good ones are just really incredible in what they do but then there are some that specialize in covering tattoos with other Hmm. art so you can't see the old tattoo so you get 
you get someone's initials, which I always think is a bad idea. I mean, I got my yeah. kids' initials. They're always going to be my kids. But you get somebody's initials and you want to get rid of them. They actually design a tattoo to go over it to incorporate some of that so you can never see the original intention. It's turned into something else, which is yeah, really an art form. It's one thing to put the N at the free throw line on your Bears basketball court. <laughs> you can take, take you, know, you can change the N. But right. yeah, when you get someone's initials, you better know that that that's uh, you know till death do we part. And, and 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 if not, you better find the right kind of artist to give you a tattoo you really want to cover that up, or just go find somebody to remove them and just hand over your money and be ready to be in pain. I never understood people not thinking something like that through. But or find someone with the same initials too. Or and that's a good point too. You know what? I think that that pro that tactic probably isn't used enough, Tyler. Where it's like you know. I just have to, I'm going to hit Tinder and I'm only going to filter out the people who have the same initials. I well, think that's hey, a maybe, solid play. Maybe George McCaskey has uh, RP somewhere on his body because he went from Ryan Pace to Ryan Pulse. Well, look, yeah. there's no, uh, Ryan and Matt, you don't have to change those parking placards. Yeah. I think there's something <laughs> to that right there. You know what the McCaskies are trying to save that money anywhere they can. I just try, I'm trying to envision George McCaskey walking into a tattoo parlor and sitting down and talking about, you know, our football. He's, there are football guys and, you know, just <laughs> yeah, synergy and collaboration and don't go too hard on that needle, will you? Yeah. Hey, and I can imagine the tattoo artist being a Bears fan saying, oh, you do not want to do this. I know you and your family. You have no idea. I am not going to do this for you. Talk to yeah. someone else. Three one two three three two three. My Tariq Cohen, my Tariq Cohen tattoo might not be. Uh, no, uh, and I'm sorry you did forward. that. I know you weren't a believer in tattoos, but you chose to do that, Brian. And yeah. I think it was. And now a, it looks like he's. It was a worst. Yeah, a terrible mistake. But you'll learn from it. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Talking Bears football. We're going to talk to uh, Patrick Finley from the Sun Times. When we get back here in a moment, and after that, we will be taking your calls. If you want to react to what uh, we talked to Patrick about, tell us what you think they should do in free agency, what you think that they should do their first moves in the draft at 39 and 71. We're back in two minutes. It's Hanley, it's Xander, and this is ESPN 1000.